0: The Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy.
1: Place your bets Jack Wiggins from the big noise Evans here. It is indeed the Made 5 podcast. Joining me on this uh, betting journey as always is the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. Uh, we did not have a hashtag tequila Thursday, but that doesn't mean we get our fair share of the love juice. It's a tequila wild card weekend sponsored by Suave Go out right now and pick up a bottle of the Anejo Porvivore at Total Wine and More. And again, if uh, they don't have it at your local liquor store, demand it. Suavecito, ultra smooth, and it's got those vanilla nodes on the finish, which I absolutely love. Lundy, it is Wild Card weekend in the NFL, uh, one of my favorite weekends. Uh, every single year, not only that, but we have the confluence, of course, of about I don't know, 250 college basketball games. So we have a buffet of betting goodness, uh, but let's stick with the NFL specifically. Give me your wild card weekend pick to click side total. Maybe you got a little SGP OGP action you want to share.
0: Well, we don't quite, you know, the SGP OGP, Brad, uh, there are, you talked about how many, how many basketball games, how many basketball games? were?
1: There? I think there was like almost 200 on Saturday alone. I, okay. I will be dead come night's end.
0: That's approximately how many names are on the various injury reports Um, amongst the the, uh, 12 teams that will be playing this weekend. It's annoying as hell, by the way, just really, really, I mean, because it's not even Belichick's not even in it. And I feel like he's influencing these other coaches to screw around with their damn. (laughs) <laughs> Injury reports, oh, will he play? oh, we think maybe he tweaked his ankle, getting out of the shower I mean, some on. Dirt on it, get out there. It's the playoffs you're, you're killing me uh I shared this stat uh with with folks earlier this week uh that if you go over the course of the last two wildcard weekends when everything was stretched out to uh, six games. So over the course of the last two years, 12 wildcard games have been played. Seven of those uh, have basically been blowouts. So they've been games that were decided by double digits. Um, And so uh, I feel that way about Buffalo, uh, to be honest with you. But my favorite, honestly, is the Niners. Uh, I am all about... Uh, riding the Purdy train right now because he is a ton of fun. Brad, plus 1,000 at BetMGM, by the way, to be the Super Bowl MVP. Mm. If you think maybe there's a shot, as I told folks uh, on my television show on Wednesday night, if you're sitting on a free bet at one of the books, that's not a bad use of it right there is to say, what if the impossible happens? and the dude that was probably 100 to 1 just to see the field this season actually winds up with the mvp trophy. So, I like San Francisco uh to win it by double figures um and like I said, if you just want to have a little bit of fun here at the beginning of the playoffs if you're sitting on a free bet that you want to burn, 10 to 1 odds isn't a bad way to burn a 10, 15, 20 free bet.
1: Yeah, I'm already thinking of T-shirt ideas uh, for Brock Purdy, if uh, that does uh, occur. I think Mr. Irrelevant, and the Irrelevant is crossed out, and it's Mr. MVP. Uh, what a story that would be uh, if he indeed gets that far in the postseason. And I've had San Francisco to reach the Super Bowl. I don't have them winning it, uh, but I got them playing Buffalo for the whole enchilada. And don't worry about the rain. Uh, This weekend, folks, there's flash flood watches posted in the greater San Francisco Bay area, including Santa Clara, which is located in the South Bay. But most importantly, the winds on Sunday are only forecasted to be around six miles per hour out of the south. So if it does rain, these guys are not witches. They will not melt. And Brock Purdy is going to be delivering some strikes, probably in the red zone. I think they do cover uh, so, I will lay the chalk with you on the Niners, but my favorite wager is an OGP. And come with me on this one, Lundy. I uh, took Cincinnati down to minus six and a half on an alt spread. And I also took the total down or actually up to 50 and a half. And I'm going down under on that. So, Cincinnati minus six and a half. And and 50-and-a-half on the alt total on that under. Uh, That scores you plus 110. Again, no Lamar Jackson. Uh, Gus Edwards did return to practice, so it's going to be a heavy dose of Huntley and J.K. Dobbins and Gus the bus on the ground. But Cincinnati has been spectacular against the run. Under 65 rush yards per game. They've allowed RBs over the last four weeks, just 3.22 yards per carry during that span as well. You talk about the blowout history in the wild card round. This would shape it up to be a double figure victory with relative ease for Cincinnati there uh, in Southwest Ohio. So yeah, give me the Bengals minus six and a half and the under 50 and a half at plus money on that OGP at Bet MGM with our wild card weekend picks against the spread and the total. And Lenny, even throwing in a little MVP discussion on the board. Let's get after it with another edition. Of the Fade Five.
0: Number five.
1: All right, let's go back and raindrops keep falling on my head uh, in the greater Bay Area and talk about a guy who I think is going to dodge those drops like a ninja. And that is George Kittle. He's going to find the end. So give me him for any time touchdown. And shockingly, Lundy, right now at tape time, Caesars has that available on a Kittle Anytime TD at plus 180. I I really don't understand why the juice is this extraordinarily high considering the recency bias, and it is a hell of a drug, and it's awfully influencing in this decision. Kilo scored five times in the last three games. And you look at Seattle, uh, one of their primary weaknesses in the regular season was defending the tight end. They gave a 4.8 reception, 69.2 receiving yards per game, and 11 total touchdowns, 11 total TDs to tight ends. And a cherry on top of the Sunday, Brock Purdy has a 75% completion rate of throws inside the red zone. And again, a lot of those are going to George Kittle. So George Kittle, anytime touchdown, I think it happens. I think the Niners have scored at least 24 in this game. And one of those end zone spikes is going to be from the former Iowa Hawkeye. So fade or follow, George Kittle, anytime TD,
0: plus 180 at Caesars. That is a sexy payday. It is 180 <laughs> it's for crazy. Kittle.
1: It's plus odds everywhere right now. I, I don't understand I, I'm why okay.
0: I, I, I get the idea of the plus odds. I I, I mean, th- that part of it, I understand. We're talking about a game that's got a total at what, 42 and a half. I mean, yeah. I, I understand that they're going to consider touchdowns to be a little bit at a premium uh, in this game. But I would have expected Kittle to be closer to 125, maybe 130. So I think you're basically getting, uh, you know, a half a unit kiss here by it being bumped all the way back up to the plus 180. So yeah, you got to jump on this one. I, I agree. Purdy's been amazing in the red zone. Um, smart decisions. So yeah, jump on this one while you can because I, this is this is absurd. This shouldn't be this high. Taste the rainbow. Taste
1: the plus 180 with some skittles.
0: Number four.
1: All right, sticking with a tight end theme here. And uh, same game, different name, other side of the ledger. How about Colby Parkinson? Yeah, I think it's the first time in fade five history this name has ever been muttered on this program, but I'm going to take the over on 17 and a half receiving yards. Uh, best use in the industry right now at BetMGM MGM at minus 115. Uh, under the radar, Parkinson over the last couple of games because Will Disley has been out and uh, and Noah fan still playing a, a prominent role within this offensive scheme, but but so is Parkinson. He's played at least seventy seven percent of the snaps over the last couple of games, and over his last three games, he's at the over on the seventeen half receiving yards total, uh, tallying fourteen combined targets, and he's gone for at least. 36 yards in each of those matchups. You look at San Francisco, uh, 4.5 receptions, 39.7 receiving yards per game. They have allowed to T.E.s this season. And in the last matchup between these couple of squads just a few weeks ago, Noah Fant uh, went for 32 yards in that game. I think Fan is still going to be uh, the primary source of yardage at the tight end position in this game. But, I mean, a couple of catches from Parkinson? uh, Very likely to happen, given the chemistry that he is brewing right now with Geno Smith. And 11 guys have reached at least 18 receiving yards among tight ends against the Niners this season. So, Lundy, with all that info... Corson through your cerebral cortex, a fade or follow Colby Parkinson over 17 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. MGM.
0: This is just a gut feel. I'm going to fade you on this one. I say he oh. tucks just barely underneath this number uh, by the time it's all said and done. You talked about what the Seahawks did against the Niners just a few weeks ago that Noah Fant had 32 yards. Will Disley had one catch for 13. That was it. And unfortunately, Brad, I think that's what you're looking at with Parkinson here. I think you're going to see more out of Fant the same way that you did in the matchup back in week 15. I think you'll see Parkinson out there, but I think unfortunately for you, he is going to tuck just underneath this number. I think he's going to basically look like what Disley had with that one catch for 13, and Fant's going to wind up with the yardage when it comes to the tight end position. Plus, I think with the fact that Seattle is going to be playing from behind they're not going to have a choice. Gino's going to have to look further down the field. He's not going to be able to utilize his tight ends to the same effect that he might want to. So I got to fade you, my man. I don't think Parkinson gets to eighteen.
1: Oh, good lord, uh, Colby Parkinson! Please don't pee on my ticket.
0: Number three.
1: Uh, before we get to number three, the Fade 5 podcast is presented by Suavecito Tequila. Pick up a bottle now at Total Wine and more. If you're not familiar with Suavecito, uh, they were part of a study uh, and also a, a course of, hey, uh, tequila experts, uh, what do you think is the best tasting tequila on the planet? And uh, put together uh, by Forbes, uh, those experts came out and said, It's Suavecito on you, you jackals. And trust me, it is delicious stuff. It won't break the bank. Find it at Total Wine and More. And uh, if they don't have the love juice uh, for your betting fiesta this weekend, demand it. Get Suavecito now. Grab a bottle today and ask for it again. If they don't have it, we'd appreciate a favor. Gracias.
0: Number three,
1: and hey, we're back to number three. And uh, I'm gonna go with an OGP, so maybe again come with me here. I'm feeling mighty big, mighty tall on a couple of giants in this matchup against the Minnesota Vikings uh, because they don't play a lick of pass defense. So give me Isaiah Hodgins, 30 plus receiving yards on this OGP for leg numero uno, leg numero dos, his tag team partner in Darius Slayton, 30-plus receiving yards. Both those events occur. Lighter, juicier, minus 105 at DraftKings. But I think it is entirely worth it in the end. Why we look uh, in the first matchup. Hodgins went for 89 yards in Week 16 between Minnesota and... And New York, Uh, meanwhile, Darius Slayton went for 79 yards. So they obliterated this 30-yard need in the box score in that game. Hodgins is at the over on 30 yards in six straight games. He's played at least 81% of the snaps in five straight games. And over that five-game stretch, he's uh, lured 32 total targets. And don't be deterred. I know the 8-dot average depth of target is low uh, because he is a nickel and dimer. Often underneath, but I think the volume is going to be there, and he should easily hit this 30-yard threshold. Meanwhile, Darius Slayton is number five in the NFL among all wide receivers in yards per target. And again, you look at Minnesota. Uh, they've given up 7.83 pass yards per attempt over 271 pass yards per game. 38, 38 wide receivers have registered at least 30 yards against them. And remember, Slayton has done this too. And eight of his last ten games. So put it all together: Isaiah Hodgins, thirty-plus receiving yards; Darius Slayton, thirty-plus receiving yards. Minus one hundred and five at DraftKings. If you're looking for a giant return, Lundy, Vader, follow.
0: You're out here talking about big things. And I just, it's too early on a Friday, dude. I can't have you. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to maintain and control my inner Beavis and Butthead and you're making it really, really difficult for me. I just want (laughs) to, I just want to make that clear. Um, I absolutely love this OGP. Uh, here's the thing. I like Slayton on his standard line at 51 and a half. I'm already Mm. on the over for that. I've already got a bet in on that ticket. So the fact that you can chop it down by 21 yards, dude, he averages 15.7 yards per catch, which means he basically needs two to hit this number. And then you go along with that. I think that you know Minnesota, knowing that Slayton had 79 against them the last time that they played, means that you're going to have to get Hodgins involved. You're going to have to try to keep that secondary, which is not very good, um, somehow honest. Otherwise, they're just going to try to blanket Slayton. So in order to keep them straight, you got to go over to Hodgins' side. You put those two together. But I, like I said, I like Slayton's number by himself. I think he's going to be in the upper 50s, if not higher. So I like his over at 51 and a half. That's one of my player props for uh, the action on Sunday. So you can put an OGP together at just 30. That's a really, really easy threshold, I think, for both of these guys, especially, I mean, come on, folks, it's the Vikings. They might be Giants, and they might cash. Number two. Nimrodos, let's stick with the OGP
1: theme, and let's go uh, to what I'm uh, – mo- the games I'm probably w- uh, most excited about, quite honestly, the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, I am thrilled to watch uh, in the NFL playoffs. So, on this OGP three-legger, leg numero, give me Austin Eckler, 30-plus receiving yards, uh, and I'm going to correlate, synergize, bring that all together, say – Austin Eckler four plus receptions, and I'm going to slap that together with Evan Ingram four plus receptions, coming off career highs uh, across the board in the regular season. All three of those legs hit on the OGP plus one fifteen at BetMGM. To give you some more background here, Eckler on the third plus receiving yards. Guy led the regular season among running backs and total targets with 128. He also ran the most routes of any running back in the NFL with 24.2 per game. Way back in week number three, when he faced uh, those kiddies uh, from Northeast Florida and Duval County. Duval, he had eight receptions for over 40 yards in that matchup. Jacksonville in the season, 5.9 receptions. 44.1 receiving yards per game allowed at the running back position. That's uh, on the receiving yard side, the fourth most uh, surrendered by any team in the regular season. 12 guys have checked both boxes, meaning they've caught at least four balls uh, for 30 or more yards at the running back position uh, in the same game. Meanwhile, for Evan Ingram, Uh, The Chargers, uh, not the greatest against the tight end. They gave up 3.8 receptions per game in the regular season against the position. Six guys caught at least four balls among TEs versus the Bolts. And they look at Evan Ingram. He has been over this number in four of his last five games. Since uh, five weeks ago, he has totaled 39 targets his last five games. That's obscene. So the chemistry has really been bubbling between him. And the long, beautiful, blonde locks of Trevor Lawrence. And I think it's going to rectify and resurface in the postseason. So, to recap, on an OGP, Austin Eckler, 30-plus receiving yards. Austin Eckler, four-plus receptions. And Evan Ingram, four-plus receptions. All three of those legs hit me, amigo. Plus 115 to Ben MGM. Fader follow?
0: Double E makes me nervous. Really? yeah he's the leg that it makes me a little bit nervous and I'll, I'll take all the look, I will take all of the Austin Eckler props for this weekend give me an anytime touchdown give me receiving yards give me receptions give me he is their Swiss Army knife and if they're gonna have a chance in Duval, he's gonna have to have a big game period end of story I mean Justin Herbert can't make mistakes but Eckler's gonna have to have a really big game I don't know why man okay I'm gonna follow uh just because the coffee's starting to kick in um and I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna roll I'm, I'm really I, I am I am legit worried about Ingram hitting four I'm worried that he's gonna plateau at three but I'm gonna take the chance that he gets to that fourth spot um and manages to hit the over uh and manages to hit the over in this one okay I'll I'll roll with you on this one I have I've been shying away so far of doing OGPs in the Jacksonville Chargers game just because I'm still debating various ideas I have. And like I said, the coffee hadn't kicked in, but I think I kind of like this one. Double E is the one that makes me nervous.
1: Evan Ingram, uh, knock on wood, which is uh, definitely my head. Don't
0: fail me, bro. Number one.
1: All right. Numero uno, my favorite uh, player prop bar none uh, and wild card weekend, going back to the rain. So conditions there in Northern California, and this plays perfectly. Into the hands of the CMC football factory, who's going to deliver some platinum hits on the ground. And as a result, I'm going to take the over on 73 and a half rush yards, minus 115 at Ben MGM. I mean, look at what Seattle allowed in the regular season running back position. Uh, They served it up on a silver platter, to say the least. 4.64 yards per carry and 115.5 rush yards per game just to running backs. Nine guys ran for 74 or more yards in a game versus the Seahawks this season, including CMC, who in week 15 had 26 exhaustive carries and went for 108 yards on the ground on those touches you look at McCaffrey overall he's hit the over in three of his last five games he's top 20 on the season miss tackle rate because he's got that shimmy and shake he's got the plus offensive line and with San Francisco nine and a half point favorites at most of the books you expect a positive game script for much of this contest between a pair of westward squads so here in the end Christian McCaffrey, this number is too low. I'm actually shocked it's not in the 80s. I'm taking the over 73 and a half rush yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. Lundy, uh, gonna make you sweat, ba bum, bump, bum, baby. Are you with me uh, on the CMC Football Factory? Uh,
0: why do you keep singing? on this podcast <laughs> I don't understand your obsession with singing to us I'm drunk all the time uh, well you, you think uh, yeah you're you're toasted already this morning aren't you it's just it's 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 wild okay uh, yes I'm follow- this is actually one of my favorite props as well I'm all about the stuff with Christian McCaffrey you're gonna see that coming up here in a couple of ideas that I've got for you uh, in bonus time folks San Francisco didn't trade for him not to use him. Okay. period. End of story. Everybody that wants to talk about Brock Purdy, I will also throw out there that the acquisition of CMC is the reason they are where they are right now. He gave them a dynamic in their offense that I think they desperately needed, that so much had been wrapped up within Debo Samuel and what Samuel can do. Now you literally have Kyle Shanahan going Eli Manning and flipping the double bird to everybody because his double bird is Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. He's like, you want to you try to stop one of them? Okay, hold my beer and watch this. That's what this offense is right now.
1: And, Lonnie, how about a triple bird? He got Elijah Mitchell back in action. Yes. And I, I'm not entirely worried about Mitchell eating into the workload of McCaffrey. Hell, that's one of the player props I'm keeping an eye on are Mitchell rush yards. If it's like somewhere in the 30s, over, over and over again.
0: It's just it, it, it to me, it's crazy. I just I i. it is an embarrassment of riches right now with with what this team has from an offensive standpoint. It's why I like them. But it's why I like them minus the nine and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, you know, Wrigley chewing gum on the sideline is going to do to try to stop them. Yeah. I, I, anyway, I just I, I just I just throw that out there. I'm all about the CMC. So, yes, that's a really long winded way of me saying, yes, I'm going to follow you on this one.
1: Uh, all right, uh, Lenny, I got to tip back uh, another, I don't know, dozen of these uh, energy seltzers. Uh, it, maybe there's alcohol in it. I'll let you uh,
0: determine that. No, if there wasn't, it if you. If there wasn't alcohol in it when you opened it, there is now. There
1: is now. It's a Friday, and I'm going out on Michigan State. It's bonus time. Will I have a pick in that game? Uh, I'll save it here for a minute. Lundy,
0: you have the floor. Uh, let me give you a few here. It's actually a very light skate- schedule in hockey tonight, but for whatever reason, the three games that are on the schedule are ones that stand out to me. So let me give you a handful of them. First of all, I'll take the New Jersey Devils. Uh, on the puck line minus the one and a half at Anaheim they are heavy favorites on the money line it's a minus 305 but if you take them down to the puck line at the minus one and a half you can take that down to a minus 125. 17 of New Jersey's 26 wins this season have come on the multi-goal affair and obviously they're taking on the Anaheim Ducks who are very schizophrenic and I don't think we're going to see the good version of them uh, tonight at home so yes even though the Devils are completely coast to coast they will be at the pond taking on the Ducks I will lay the puck line on the minus one and a half on that one. Have a gift bet for you. We haven't done this in a while. Two games that I like there to be a goal in the first 10. First of all, Winnipeg and Pittsburgh are in the Steel City. Give me a gift in that one. And then give me a gift between Edmonton and San Jose on the left coast coming up tonight. You put those two together. It's a plus 152. I really like the scoring and expect a lot of it between Edmonton and San Jose. That's why I like that one. But then in Winnipeg and Pittsburgh, um, both of them in terms of percentages on the gift are relatively low. However, Winnipeg is on the second night of a back to back. Um, and a lot of times when that happens, you're talking about some questionable, uh, energy. You're talking about what's happening between the pipes with the goal tendings. I will take the over on the goal in the first 10 there. If you put those two together, it is a plus plus one fifty-two. Speaking of. The uh, Edmonton and Sharks game here is an interesting OGP for you in hockey. I don't do this very often because, frankly, the books are stupid and don't give me a lot of options when it comes to player props in hockey for OGPs. But I do like this one. Give me Edmonton to have the lead at the end of the first period and then Edmonton to win the game overall. Put those two together in an OGP. It is a plus 175. Back to the wild card we go. I told you I was all about the CM. So let me give you this one. Two different uh, OGPs you can do that involve Christian McCaffrey. First of all, you talked about his yardage prop. Brad, if I take CMC for an anytime touchdown and 60-plus rushing yards, the payday on that one is a plus 110. And, oh, oh, this one's fun. CMC, anytime touchdown. George Kittle, anytime touchdown. Plus 380 at plus. 380. I absolutely love that one, baby. Uh, And it's it's plus three. It's above 350 pretty much anywhere. But the best odds right now exist at Caesars and it shows up at a plus 380. And finally, I know the college hardwood is your world. And I will, of course, be yielding the floor momentarily. But I'm trying to figure out exactly where the scoring is going to come from between Nebraska and Purdue tonight. I don't know where that's coming from. The over under sits at 132 and a half. I'll take the
1: under. Uh, it will come from Purdue. Uh, we shall see what happens with the Cornhuskers and whether they uh, can put ball through basket. I think that's a great call there. All right, but it's time for me. I got to regain my oxygen level. Uh, be still my beating heart uh, with that uh, partly you threw out at uh, significant plus odds. Uh, let's go back to the NFL. I got a couple more plays for you there. Uh, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars side of the ball again. And on an SGP slash OGP, give me Travis Etienne, 65-plus rush yards, and Travis Etienne, 10-plus receiving yards, even money, plus 100. Uh, when I put that together at BetMGM, a guy has been rocking and rolling really all season long, averaging 5.7 yards per touch. He has done both beats six times since week six and you know the weakness of the Chargers it's defending the run and uh, really the running back position as a whole 5.5 yards per carry they've allowed 143.3 total yards per game surrendered to RBs and they've allowed a running back to go for at least 65 rush and 10 plus receiving in the same game six times so I like that one quite a bit and Brock Purdy. Uh, You know, if Kittle is catching one touchdown, he's bound to throw another touchdown. I'll take the over one and a half passing touchdowns, uh, minus 115 right now at Bet-MGM. Again, 75% completion rate inside the red zone. That is absurd. Uh, He has thrown for at least two touchdowns in six straight games, including uh, the prior matchup against the Seahawks, who have given up 22 passing touchdowns on the year. So I like that one quite a bit. Uh, the NBA, let me give you a one game parlay there. Uh, Utah, money line, and let's correlate, synergize, bring it all together. I love Lori marketing to drain at least three triples in that game against the Orlando Magic. That happens, plus 120. At BetMGM, Orlando has given up a 41.3% three-point rate over their last 10 games. That's 15.3 three-pointers made per contest they've allowed. Uh, That's the second most in the league during that span. And marketing, uh, yeah, he's only splashed three triples one time in his last five games. Uh, but he's jacketed up at a 7.1 attempts per game rate from outside and shooting over 41% from way downtown. So again, marketing three plus threes. Uh correlate that with the Utah money line plus 120 at both those events occur on this Friday. All right, college basketball rapid fire style. I am gonna be in attendance in the I-L-L. And I think the under is gonna hit as well. 136 and a half Michigan State and Illinois at the State Farm Center. Uh, Illinois, uh, especially some threes, have hit 18 in their last couple of games. of so, woefully inconsistent in that category, but they are very consistent in defending. Number 19 in the country, in effect a few goal percentage defense. Michigan State, meanwhile, number two in the Big Ten, and adjusted offensive efficiency and scoring has been a chore for them. Number 11. And offensive efficiency. This game's going to be in the low to mid 60s, and as a result, I think uh, I'm going to hit on the under 136 and a half. Go Illini. Elsewhere, uh, Nevada on the late night tip taking on Utah State uh, in Nevada, and I'm going to lay the chalk with the home team minus one and a half. Uh, you know, contrast the styles here: Nevada number 244 in tempo, Utah State number 52. Utah State can shoot the leather off the ball. From downtown, number one in college basketball, three-point percentage offense, uh, but they're lousy in three-point percentage defense, number 287 in the country in that category. Nevada, meanwhile, they really body up, and they stretch their defense to the perimeter, giving up just 0.981 points per possession in Mountain West play, uh, also giving up just 33.6% from beyond the arc. And if this game is close toward the end and fouling, It starts to accumulate. Nevada is hitting over 81% from the charity stripe in league action. So I think they're going to get the cover minus one and a half at home. And last and certainly not least, give me Butler. Yeah, the Butler did it. They're going to do it tonight. Minus one at DraftKings events Villanova. Don't get seduced by the brand name. Villanova has been largely lousy this season. 45% of their shots in league action have come from three. And they're only hitting 30.4% of those. Uh, Butler is in desperation mode. Uh, they need to win at home, but they're a very good defensive team. they will woeful offensively. I think they'll find a way in an Ipatuck affair to upend the visiting Wildcats. So that is a wrap on this loaded edition of the Fade 5 Podcast. Please drop us a rating or review at your convenience. Also, follow us. On the Twitter, uh, Nate Lundy and all his picks and his spreadsheets at Nate Lundy. All of my picks and spreadsheets as well at Noisy Juevos. Have a, a phenomenal weekend. Good luck at all your wild card wagers. And until
0: next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.